I had the most amazing thing that happened to me uh, when I was 10 years old. Uh, the God of the universe made himself known to me. Um, and I opened up my heart and my life to him. And this is the way I would describe it, that experience that the God of the universe came to live inside of me. And I know many of you in this room have had that same experience. Um, the Apostle Paul, when he speaks about this, he talks about Christ's life that we can experience. And this morning I want to talk about, the, the, the phrase I want to put on this is the Christ life. I want to talk this morning about the Christ life. And Paul spoke about this in a numerous, numerous of his scriptures. But I want to share and I want us to focus on one verse of scripture today. And it's in Galatians 2.20. In Galatians 2.20, Paul, in speaking of his own life and speaking about the Christ life, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, the first thing that we learn in that verse from Paul is that the Christ life requires a death. The Christ life requires a death. Uh, and if there's any of these points that are more important than any of the rest, it is this point that I will make today. Understand that for us to experience the Christ life, the inner spiritual person must be put to death for us to experience the Christ life the inner spiritual person in each one of us must be put to death it is the only way that we can experience the Christ life now if you notice in that scripture it says I have been crucified with Christ. And of course this week on Good Friday we celebrated uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. And so we, I guess everyone in this room knows historically that Jesus was crucified. That's the way he was put to death. When Paul describes his beginning point of that Christ life, he says, I was crucified with Christ. 
And as we have passed through Holy Week this week and we have, we have paused on Friday as a church, understand that Jesus' death, his crucifixion, is replicated in our lives, in our experience, when we come to faith in Christ. It is the only way that we can experience the Christ life if, if, if our inner spiritual person is put to death. Now, understand the implications of this. When I say that we must put our inner self to death, what all has to die in our life, <laughs> at least some of those things, is that we must die to our plans, our wants, our desires, our comfort, our happiness, our purpose. All of those things must be put to death for us to experience the Christ life. So Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is, it is no longer I who live. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Um, the reason that that inner spiritual man must die is that if he doesn't die, she doesn't die, that inner part of us does not die, it will always control our life instead of Christ. If that inner person does not die, is not put to death, it will always control our lives instead of Christ. And the only way to experience Christ and the Christ life is for us to die and for Jesus to come and take over our life. Um, please understand, Jesus does not come to be our partner. Uh, Jesus doesn't come and say, listen, I want to come alongside of you and I, I want to give you a better life and you and I, we're going to do this thing together. Jesus does not come to be our partner. He comes to be our Lord. Jesus does not come to give us a better life. He comes to give us His life. The only way we can experience the Christ life is if our inner spiritual person is put to death. The Apostle Paul speaks about this initial experience in past tense when he says, I have been crucified with Christ. Um, that death that happens in our life in a spiritual sense when we come to faith in Christ must, from that point forward, must be lived out every day. Now this is, this is, this seems contradictory because Paul actually says, I have been crucified with Christ 
it is no longer I who live. But then in just a minute, he's going to say, but the life that I live, I thought you had died. Well, the inner spiritual man had died. Uh, let me say this to you, that we must die to ourselves every day. We must live out <laughs> that death. Now, that's contradictory. We must, I just, did you listen, hear what I, we must live out that death. I thought you said you died. Well, I have died, and I did die. But I must choose daily to live out that death. And that becomes the crux of the matter for us in our lives and our walk with Christ and the Christ life. Uh, Jesus expressed it in Luke 9, 23, when he said, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and then there's a word, daily, and come follow me. He says in verse 24, if anyone desires to save his life, he will lose it. But if anyone will lose his life for my sake, he will find it. If any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Jesus said daily. Uh, I've thought a lot about today <laughs> and next Sunday. And I thought, what do I want to share? And this Sunday, next Sunday, I want to talk to the church about the church. And I've, I've tried to make that kind of like controversial, like, hey, I've got some things I want to say. Yeah, it's probably not going to be like that. But anyhow, if it gets you here, I want you to come here. I'd love for you to see you at the banquet. I'd love to see you next Sunday morning. Because there's some things I want to say to the church about the church. This morning I wanted to talk about the Christian life. And I'm just telling you. From what I know and what I've experienced. This is huge. That we have to crucify our own lives to experience the Christ life. The Christ life requires... A death. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But then Paul says, but Christ lives in me. So, the, so Jesus' life is replicated in our life. And so the death of Jesus is replicated in our life when we die to ourselves. But the resurrection of Jesus is replicated in our life when we experience a new life, when we come to the place where we are done with ourselves and we empty ourselves and we die and Christ comes to live on the inside, then we experience the newness of life, Paul would say in Romans 6. Um, but Christ lives in me. That was... That was my experience at 10 years of age that not only the God of this universe made himself known to me, but when I opened my heart and my life to him, the God of this universe came to live on the inside of me. And I thought, wow. Didn't understand all of that at the time. But I understand it today. What an amazing thought that the God of this universe would come to live inside of me. Understand the implications of that. 
it creates a relationship between us and the God of the universe. No, because he lives inside of me. And so understand not only does the Christ life require a death, but the Christ life is a relationship. This is also something I wanted to to speak to you about, about the Christian life, that the Christ life is a relationship that God creates when he comes to live inside of us. There is a different dynamic to Christianity than every other religion. Every other religion has a set of rules and rituals so that you can get to or be made right with God. In fact, every other, every other religion is about man's attempt to get to God. It's only Christianity in which our faith, our religion, if you want to call it that, is God's attempt to get to man. And he did it through his son, Jesus Christ. And he came to live inside of us. It's not about the rules. It's not about the religion. It's about the relationship. It's just two completely different things. I didn't understand this when I was 10. But it's actually the context to the book of Galatians because the Galatians had come to faith in Jesus Christ. That relationship had been established, but the Galatians were reverting back to the rules and the rituals. They were moving away from the relationship that was created between them and the God of this universe. And Paul speaks to them about that. Um, And what I want to say to you today is that the Christ life is a relationship and that relationship must be lived out. We must choose to die daily, yes, but we also must live out that relationship. If your Christianity ever distills down to rules and rituals, you've left what it's all about. It's just not that simple. I was going to make a marriage analogy today, but I I just don't know that I'm that brave. Yeah. There she is. I know she's looking at me. We're about to spend a lot of time together. We're about to find out what we've got. If you think marriage can be distilled down to some principles and to some things that you do, oh, buddy, just, yeah, you're apparently within the first weeks of marriage. Yeah, because it's just not that simple. It's far more complex than that because it's a relationship. And I don't know. Maybe that helps you. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But our faith is like that. And I think many times we, we try to distill it down. It's like, preacher, just tell me three or four or five things that I have to do to be a good Christian. You know, what are the rules I need to follow? What are the things I need to do? And I, I'm sorry, it's just not that simple. Because it's not about rules and regulations. Not that there aren't things that we follow and we do and we obey. 
but it is primarily about a relationship with the God of this universe. And it takes work. And Paul speaks about that when he says, but Christ lives in me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Um, the life that I now live. And he describes it not only with, the, with the, the word now, but he also says in the flesh. When Paul speaks about in the flesh, he talks about um, not only our flesh, but really uh, a world system that's based upon uh, people that have departed from God. Uh, he talks about, I, I, I believe... The thought is, it's a description of uh, the broken world in which we live in that is marred by sin. Our, our human existence in, in the here and now is described as the flesh. It is what we can see with our physical eyes and it gives us that perspective. And if, and if I'm just saying apart from faith, if you just look at the world, you're going to find that I'm broken, you're broken, the world is broken, relationships are broken, our political systems are broken, there's war in the world, there's atrocities that happen. Um, the world does not line up with the holiness of God. We live in a broken world. It is what we can see with our eyes. But when he says... And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. He speaks about the unseen reality. You see, faith is believing in the unseen reality of God. When Paul is describing this, he, he's saying, no, I, my life is not dictated by what I can see because when I look around the world, whew, it's broken. But my eyes of faith see the unseen reality of God. I can't see Christ that lives inside of me. I can't see a God who sits on the throne in heaven. I can't see it with my human eyes. And I believe that's why Paul says, I live in faith. I live in faith in the Son of God. Faith is, is believing in the unseen reality of God. And either our lives will be dictated by what we can see and we can respond to that, or it will be dictated and it will be driven by our belief in what is unseen. And the world may think we're foolish. And quite honestly, from their perspective, we are. But I would say to you that we have a daily choice to live out that faith. We will either choose on a daily basis to live out of 
what our eyes can see, our sight, human sight, or we will live out faith. And so we die to ourselves. We live out that relationship. But the Christ life is also lived in faith. In fact, John says that it is our faith that is the victory over this world. He says in 1 John 5, 4, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Uh, Oh, let me say this before I move to the last point. You can live the Christian life. Uh, this, this is actually a point of reality that mm, the world is not going to line up with you. If you die to yourself and you live out that relationship with Christ, um, if you think the whole world is going to line up and everything's going to be perfect, no, this is a reality check. Faith is a statement that if you just look at the world, you're going to see adversity, uh, sickness, illness, brokenness, so many things. Collateral damage from our choices of sin. Uh, I've thought about this. That success in the Christian life is about faithfulness. You're not always going to see the results and some things are going to go against you and People are going to go against you and life's going to go against you and illness is going to happen and death is going to happen. But hear me, success is in faithfulness. Someday when we stand before God, did you live out the faith or did you live by what you could see? Without faith it is impossible to please God because he who would come to God must believe that he exists and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him someday when we stand before God it will be faith or faithfulness that will please God Uh, one final point and I really have more to say about this next week but the Christian, the Christ life is based on grace. And so the Christ life requires a death. The Christ life is a relationship. The Christ life is lived in faith. And finally, the Christ life is based on grace. And so he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And here it is, who loved me and gave himself for me. And he, he affixes this to grace, or he connects this to grace in verse 21, when he says, I do not set aside the grace of God. When Paul says, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, please understand, the Christian life is about what God did for us in Jesus Christ. It is not about what we have done or will do. And so, the Christ life 
is based upon grace. It is a, grace is just a word in the Greek that means gift. It is what God has done. What did God do? Out of his love for us, he came and his son died for us to, to connect us with God. He, it wasn't about us finding God. It was about God finding us. And when he found us, he forgave us and saved us and came to live inside of us. And someday, he will take us to be home with him. It is not about what we do or what we have earned, but it is about the gift that God has done. That's what brings God glory. And so in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, Paul says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Let me say this in conclusion, real close. Within an hour of closing, We are not only saved by grace, but we are kept in grace and we must live in grace. So grace is not something we experience only when we're saved. It's something that is perpetual and we, we understand that we have to live out that grace in our lives. And, and I want to speak to the church about this very point next Sunday. But on a personal level, for you, the implication of, of grace is that it reminds us that we will never arrive. We will never arrive. That's what Paul was talking about in Philippians 3. I believe grace produces two things in our lives if we will live in it. It produces humility that says it's not about me. And my achievement, attainment, my goodness, anything else. And the second thing is that grace breeds gratitude. And if we ever practice religion and we think we have arrived or we are entitled to certain things, just know that grace just knocks that out of the way. Because if you understand that it's all about what Jesus did for me and not, nothing that I did for him, then to live out that grace, we live it in humility and gratitude. If you, would you stand with me this morning? As the music team comes and your heads are bowed, Jesus provided the Christ life for you through his death and resurrection and when you open your heart and life to him his death and resurrection will be replicated in your life as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed If today you would be willing to open up your heart and life to Him. Then you can, you can tell Him. And you can pray a prayer like this. You can pray it in your heart right now. Dear God, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And that my sin has separated me from you. 
I believe that Jesus died for my sins. And so I, I trust him to forgive me my sins. And I ask him to come into my life. And Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life and take control. And so put to death me. And I ask you to live in me. And I will serve you all of my days. So today, if you've opened up your life and heart to him, then I trust that the same amazing experience that I had at 10 years of age has become your experience. It's just the beginning. So I want to pray for you, and then after this song, Byron and Will and I will be at the front if you'd like to visit with somebody, if you'd like us to pray with you, if you'd like to share your decision, then we'll be at the front. So Father, today we uh, thank you for what Jesus has done. And Father, I thank you that you continue to pursue us. Father, we pray that we would live out that death every day. We would live in that relationship every day. That Father, you give us faith to overcome obstacles. Father, you'd help us to live in that grace. And so, Father, today, we just thank you for being here and celebrating this life. Pray that it would be real in our lives. And I pray it in Jesus' name.